if you are not careful and you let yourself be captured by the news and all the noise, it can confuse you into believing that there is more wrong in our society than right with it, that there are more selfish people than selfless people. It is easy to fall into this trap because that's how traps work. They are designed to bring you in and keep you there. The antidote to this comes when you realize that the world isn't full of traps. It's full of goodness, a goodness that far outweighs the bad. Every day, there are more people that you know, that you meet, that you pass by, who focus their efforts and energy into helping others, in service to others, to making their country, their community better. Just as the saying goes, iron sharpens iron. We draw in strength from service, and our service spreads strength to others. The people who spread that strength often blend in with the noise of the world. They are the teachers, the doctors, the nurses, the veterans, the police officers, and so many others. We refuse to listen to the noise, and we want to spread our common goodness by telling the stories of service of everyday people from our citizen servants. This is the Strength from Service Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Strength from Service. Uh, I am your quiet host in the corner, Jake Palmer, joined as always by Jack Zimmerman and Mike McLaughlin. Welcome, guys. Who's going to introduce our special guest Go ahead, today? Buddy. Yeah, I can do it. Good evening, gentlemen. So our uh, guest today uh, on Strength and Service is a little bit of a departure from a lot of our uh, I guess cookie cutter, you know, service in the community type people that people traditionally think of uh, when they look at uh, kind of some of our guests we had, military, uh, law enforcement, uh, medical professionals along that line too. But uh, sitting around with uh, Jake and, and Jack here when we were looking at guests here in the future, one of the themes that kind of came up is what really drives a community, what really kind of builds a community and, and helps improve it and it's those uh, small uh, business owners it's those uh, small uh, community run uh, companies that uh, help care for the community they grew up in to help provide opportunities for that community i mean jack's from a small community in cleveland uh, minnesota where there's uh, small business owners his peers some of the people that he he grew up with uh, a lot of the people that i grew up with as well uh, you know starting small businesses in the trades and uh, realty and everything else uh, that is the same line of our, our guest tonight. Uh, I would say, as far as relationship-wise, I, I guess he'd be like the little brother I never had. Uh, you know, as, as far as far as that goes, as long as I've known him, um, you know, he's a, a father, uh, he's a husband, uh, he's a friend, and as I alluded to, he's a, a small uh, business owner. Uh, started off here in uh, the Mankato Madison Lake uh, area. He's also a coach and a mentor uh, to a lot of uh, wrestlers and lacrosse players uh, in the area, even though uh, he didn't have to. And it just really builds upon that theme of, you know, business owners and in, uh, and across the United States. It's a cliche term that gets used is they're the backbone uh, of America. They're the back backbone uh, of the Midwest for that reason, because communities rely on them and they rely on those communities too. Uh, and so without uh, further ado, uh, our guest tonight is Logan Shepard, the owner of Kelly Heating and Air. Well, thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate that. Um, and I guess I might as well just start with kind of my childhood all the way up to kind of now. Um, so I met my uh, wife in 
uh, 10th grade, I think it was, and we started dating. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, let's slow down. On, let's go to the yeah, fun stuff. Where, yeah. Where'd you grow up, Logan? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I did. I, I grew up on uh, Point Pleasant in Madison Lake. Um, my dad and uncle uh, co-owned the campground um, for many years until I was, I think, 15. Sure. And, uh, yeah, that was, I did have about the best childhood uh, kid could ask for. Um, we grew up with um, a boat and pretty much spent all summer on the lake um, and working at the campground, which was fun too. Just little things, cleaning the fire pits, mowing every once in a while. Mike definitely got, had the opportunity of helping with docks and lifts too. Yeah. Well, um, and, and for people that don't kind of know ge- geographically, um, in Minnesota and wherever you're listening, little campgrounds pop up all over the place on all our lakes and they kind of are like a hot recreational spot during the summertime for people for boating and water activities the whole side of it too and uh, Point Pleasant and uh, Madison Lake was was one of them it definitely is a point so it, it's on a point on a lake uh, but I, re, I remember uh, working around that campground and you were probably like third third grade when I was working with your, your brother and your dad and your, your uncles um, helping do some of the docks your cousins too big yeah big family affair out there and you came from a small business family with yes. uh, Point Pleasant and a gra- you have some service in your family too with your grandfather uh, correct? Yes yep uh, Doc was his name well Morris was his actual name but ev- no one called him that <laughs> even yeah. growing up I never even called him that so um, obviously I called him grandpa but um, yeah he was god you're gonna have to help me but he was like a POW six yeah, well, times ish. Well, you know, in... I, I don't know the the total. He was a POW in the uh, Western uh, Front um, over in World War Two too. And oh yeah, wow, I, I I don't I didn't know his real name Man. until as I saw his obituary. <laughs> it was a kid in the area. Yeah. It was just always and, Doc Shepard. Yeah, yeah, and he never talked about it. Like yeah. he wouldn't. He actually always told me because I would ask him about it because my dad kind of said some things obviously, and uh, he always told me it was out of, about a princess. And uh, they won. They got the princess. So that's literally as much as my grandpa ever Mario ever said yeah, right. about the war to me, at least. Yeah, I think, you know, on your uncle will kill me if I'm getting this wrong, but I, uh, I, I think he was in the 82nd Airborne, too, because I think he, he ju- jumped I in. I definitely got, know that because I do have, like, a pin sure. that I was given after he passed away. So Jack and was in the 101st, yeah. uh, which... They used to be airborne, from what I understand. Uh. <laughs> uh, do, do we want to talk amphibious assaults over at it, Mike? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, now it's, yeah, exactly. Now, now it's fun. Uh, yeah. Now we're having a podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. But yeah, so you, I mean, you came came from you know a small small community, and again, like you know, we kind of talked about it in the the intro. Uh, you know, Madison Lake only has so many businesses, and, and Point Pleasant was a staple. Uh, you know, the American Legion is located there, still is. Um, you know, the, the banquet hall, everyone was getting married. A mutual friend of all of ours that's been mentioned on the podcast before, uh, Luke Winett had his wedding there when he came home from the military. Yep. You guys actually called me drunk at his, his wedding while I was out on a training operation and down on the <laughs> Sonoran <laughs> Desert doing call for fire. And uh, I mean, so you, you come from kind of that environment of uh, a family run, you know, all your uncles were there. All the cousins were always helping. Yes, Jesse. it was definitely took the whole family to keep that running. That's for sure. I remember, you know, probably highly illegal nowadays, but I remember you, you know, barely being able to see over the bucket, you know, running the skidster, you know, down below. Uh, yeah, chugging, chugging away on on that side. <laughs> yeah, know. I think I was six the first time Dad let me drive the skid loader by myself. That's plenty of enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, grew up in, in Madison Lake uh, and went to, to high school in, in Mankato on that side of it. Yep. Um, I, I guess I never uh, asked, I mean, do you have any activities or anything you, you kind of gravitated towards in school or not academically, obviously? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, definitely uh, didn't do the best there or put effort towards the academics <laughs> as much as I did uh, sports, I'll say that. Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I wrestled all through high school and then played the cross all through high school and uh i think i was in god must have been fifth grade actually is when lacrosse kind of came to uh minnesota i'm pretty sure it was art airs that actually ended up bringing lacrosse to the state and then uh obviously my brother mike and my brothers trevin and then mike luke and all them guys picked up on it and a whole other group of guys and i was kind of the youngest one uh at that time to have a lacrosse stick and be able to play catch so that definitely helped with my skills in high school for lacrosse but uh, I wrestled pretty much from seventh grade on I basically wrestled nine months out of the year uh, I was on national teams and I took that sport really serious do you feel like you um, learned a lot of your life lessons starting there or some of your life lessons started to get formed when you were playing sports younger you know your work ethic you know, stuff like that? A hundred percent I do. Um, I really do think that um, with owning a business and things like that, um, wrestling is the one that I contribute a lot to it. It's wrestling. It's a hard sport to start with, but then all of a sudden you start cutting weight and doing all the sacrifices it takes to become really good. And uh, you see in the friendships you form in wrestling, I say are, I mean, obviously military would be, (laughs) I, I didn't do that, but that would be a difference but like to me that would be the closest you get because you guys cut like we cut weight together you you know sit in the sauna together you had all these things where it's it's fun you know but it also is not yeah, <laughs> it also you sucks that, you had that accountability though <laughs> yes exactly well with those yep. guys you know it's uh, yep. you're and you go through it to, every night you're yes. going through it together yep. you're building that camaraderie and uh it's probably a lot like you know with with being in the trades and things like that i mean when you go to work that day, you start something and hopefully you have something done by the end of the day, you know? Yes. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, if, if you're if you're cutting weight, you're stamping on the scale, you go cut weight, and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm actually getting somewhere. It's that gratification. I always say when I was working in the trades as an electrician, I, that's one thing I enjoyed all the time was at the end of the day, I could see the work that was done for the day. Yes, that is huge. I would not have been good uh, definitely sitting behind a desk or something. I'm always on the go. I don't like to sit still very long so if i had to like sit down and you know focus for a long time that's not me i like to be on my feet moving using my hands you know fixing things and like you said seeing what you did you know you put in a good eight hour day or whatever and you can stand back and look at the work you did and be like i'm proud of that you get that gratification yep yeah, yeah. absolutely yep all and two and and wrestling you kind of hinted at it um you know that there's there's bonding and shared suffering uh with, with other people you right. know and then also you know, coming on the other side of that that uh, suffering or that adversity, whether it's a short time, it's weight, where it's uh, team competitions, um, you know, whether it's those those meets. And you know, Jack, you probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I I'd say if you're looking at all probably the sports, you know, and youth sports, probably wrestlers have to have what I would assume one of the lowest washout rates for military as far as not completing oh, training. Yeah, it's 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 usually not the the mental part of pain or suffering that gets them it's you know more of an ego related type thing right it's not that they can't handle the the physical side of it it's just sometimes the the ego of 
of it sometimes, but that's with everybody. But I would say wrestlers probably have a higher success rate in a, a lot of the physical sides. And not only that, but uh, I think as I think as the sport of wrestling, I think when when you when I think of a wrestler, at least you know it's uh, it's somebody that's depending on themselves in a sense. I mean, you're part of a team, but once you're on the mat, it's just it's, you. Yeah, it, and that's that's one of the things I like most about it too. Is like there's no one to blame. You know, like in lacrosse, you could have a perfect assist and then that guy doesn't catch the ball or he shoots it over the net you know it's like oh man like in a wrestling match it's yeah, once you, walk <laughs> you have out one there, person yeah. to blame win or lose and that's you <laughs> right yeah you know and and uh it, it can be extremely humbling too i'm sure that you go out there thinking you're gonna put it on somebody in a minute into this thing you're like you're laying on your back going oh <laughs> yeah. yes and and it does it teaches you how to lose the same way as you would win. And I think that's kind of one of the yeah. biggest things that I took out of wrestling is, is the humbling spot, right? Because yeah, like, yeah. there's really no one that goes out there and wins every single match. Like you're going to have adversity, you know, yeah. just like things anything go in wrong. life. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing that teaches you is just because today didn't go good doesn't mean tomorrow can't, you know, like you right. always wake up with a better, you know, like, yeah, Today wasn't the best, but I can always make tomorrow better. Get another and, shot and, at it. Exactly. Yeah. And in your mind, as long as you say tomorrow's going to be better, it will be better. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you can do two things, too, when things don't go right. You can either be like, well, this, I'm done, I quit, this isn't fair, or I need to work harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> one or two, and you I'm, know? I'm telling this to the guy that doesn't have legs, you know, yeah. so it's just yeah, kind of yeah. humbling. You, know, you, you talk about being humble, it's like, uh. <laughs> you know, trying to tell it to... The Jack is, is definitely weird. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, for me, I talk about all the time with the humility and stuff like that. You know, one day I was on top of the world, right? My my country sends me into one of the worst places in the world uh, to do some of the worst tasks that uh, could be asked of, of their from your country. And uh, the next minute you're laying in a hospital bed and you can't even take a drink of water for yourself. You know, it's uh, highs to lows, you know. But then, you know, you're laying in a hospital bed, you got one choice, lay there or get up and get moving and, yep. and make a life out of this yep. you know? and, and yeah and make every day count yeah for you know? sure yeah i mean yep. you're living on borrowed time now you should have been dead yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and Cause how many are. years ago was that then uh, 2011 2011 wow yeah march yeah. 2011 so we're rolling up on you know 12 years here. yeah coming on the alive day yeah. here coming yeah. up a couple months yeah crazy so you said that you is. met your wife in 10th uh, grade <laughs> Yeah, I did. Yeah. So did you guys like run off and get married right away after after graduation or how'd that work? Out? No, uh, we ended up, well, so it was shortly after we graduated. I don't know exactly how far, but it was that summer still because I was actually going to wrestle at MSU, Mankato. Um, and before college started, uh, uh, I got her pregnant. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we started having kids young. So we ended up having our oldest. He's 15 now. Um, his name's Blake and, uh, yeah, we had him at 19 and, um, yeah, that was, uh, a crazy time, man. I remember being in the hospital and actually Mike over there and, uh, Luke and my brother and yeah, I didn't, Jesse was I, I didn't there. handle the delivery, but I was there. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. He was just um, giving actually, the doctor some pointers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it was, catch me. Uh, a couple yeah. tips. It was probably the last cigar ever smoked on the fifth floor of, uh, the labor <laughs> yeah. and delivery room at, uh, Mayo Clinic. Did they know what was going on? No. <laughs> I do not think they knew what was going so on. When, probably one of the last times a bunch of... Of, uh, liquor and beer got brought oh, into the God. the waiting room yeah. too. <laughs> so this was, like I said, it was like the little brother he didn't have. So a bunch of us had come home uh, from Iraq in like 2006, seven and eight, and yep. uh, Logan's cousin to uh, Jesse uh, Shepard, to another small business owner. So I mean, they spawned off other small business owners in the family too. But 
Um, it all came back around the same time, and Logan was just graduating high school at the time, and we're all coming home. And I think, God, that that summer when you you told me that you you told a bunch of us that you know you had Jenna yep. was pregnant and have have the the kid. Flash forward to the actual uh, birth side of it. So he's got all these, you know, essentially adopted big brothers. So you have, uh, like, he's only got one, you know, uh, Biologi- biological yeah. uh, brother, but you have four or five other of us in the waiting room at the hospital. And his, his dad, uh, Danny, was a big Pfeffer player, too, at the time. So we started a Pfeffer tournament and started sneaking beer. And I don't mean really sneaking. We were walking in with cases of beer to the waiting room. Uh <laughs> and playing cards and drinking beer in there and and uh i remember we filled all the garbage cans with uh bud light uh at the time just empty and one of the nurses had come back finally and said yeah you can't do that and they're like well they're all gone yeah it's all empty we yeah. clean them up for you so, so with having a kid so young and these guys all coming back from iraq and all that did it ever cross your mind like thinking about you know having a kid and everything else like maybe i should join yeah, well, so I did. I did really think about joining and stuff, and I would say actually kind of the one thing that did steer me away a little bit um, was having him. You know, okay. it was kind of one of them sure. things that, you know, do I really want to leave, you know, Jenna, my wife, and Blake, yep. you know. All by at, themselves. Yeah, yeah. all by, at, yeah. yeah, so I I did cross my mind. I definitely talked to Mike and Luke about it a little bit. I know that. Um, that's but, what yeah. a lot of guys join. You know, like a lot of guys in my ba- my platoon and basic training were all guys that you know had kids and needed to have insurance, needed some money coming in, and needed a place yep. to stay, and huh. all those things. And that's why a lot of the guys joined the military. Then that's why I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we necessarily tried talking them into it. I think we might have tried to advise them out of it a little bit at the time, sure. just with, with the, the surge, surge, and <laughs> surge going on and just just coming back uh, from where we're at, and um, you know what. Somewhere along that line, uh, Logan, instead of, you know, he's going to go to South Central and get his uh, certificate for doing HVAC yep. work oh, sure. on that. Um, and Jenna wanted to be a, a nurse at that time, too. Yep. So they, they, you know, for uh, being a, a couple of kids that kind of, you know, had a shotgun start at life with an unexpected pregnancy, they at least kind of had some direction and goals where they wanted to go, which was, I, I think, pretty unique for, you know, where I was at. 19 oh for sure it's like well fuck it there's a war going i guess i'll just go on yeah (laughs) and i I do contribute a lot of the stuff that me and jenna have went through and in our life is you know we think about it not every day but i mean you do think about it multiple times a year is you know what where would we be if we didn't have blake at that age and I, i don't think to be honest with you we would be where we are today if we didn't have uh, kid really young well yeah you had, you know, to, you had to make some choices you do you make choices and, and it's just are you gonna sit and you know kind of like what we said before are you gonna sit and be like oh man this is really hard and it's tough or are you gonna be like all right we're gonna get out of this and we're problem. gonna exactly we're yeah. gonna keep moving I and, you know up it's kind of like whenever i think of adversity i always say you know i always think of the people that came before me and you know, i'm going to afghanistan you know it's a uh, gonna be a bad place and you think about those guys that jumped into normandy in world war ii the vietnam guys that were living in the jungle you know like i'm going to afghanistan i mean like 
there's guys that did a lot worse stuff than I did, you know? And I mean, you kind of put yourself in that yep. situation you're facing adversity. You're like, well, I'm not the first 19 year old to have no, a baby. You know, I gotta and, figure yeah, this out. and you can be very thankful. Be like, well, thank God I wasn't 15. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, cause you there's know? a lot of them too. <laughs> thank God you're in this country too. So you can actually have oh, yeah. you know, yeah, safe correct. delivery and yes. childcare yes. and that. Yeah. That all outside. the medicals there so, for I mean, you. Yeah. Just facing that adversity, you can look at it and say, Hey, you know, I'm not the first one to go through this. I just got to go get a better job and yep. I got to find a place for us to live. And yeah, hundred percent too easy. So baby boy Blake comes, you and Jenna aren't married at that, that time. Nope. Uh, we weren't. And, uh, just, you know, for, for everyone's, I guess, understanding, I mean, financially, you guys, I remember you were struggling pretty hard at the time. Um, oh yeah. Living yeah. in apartments kind of up in the hilltop area. Uh, yep. correct. Right. At that time. Y- yep. Uh, yeah. And one of the funniest things is, is, uh, my dad came over to babysit Blake for the first time and we couldn't afford cable. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. So you did the, it was back when, how was it even called Netflix? But they would send you the. Yeah. Oh, the DVDs. The, yeah. You mail them, you mail them yeah, back and mail. forth. Yeah. 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 You get yeah. your own queue built up and everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, dad came over and he's like, well, how do I turn the, I want to watch TV, you know? And it's like, uh, yeah, dad, I can't afford that. Here's your options. <laughs> yeah. So my dad being who he is, he's like, well, that's your Christmas present. So he's like, if you want me to watch Blake, you have to have TV. So he paid for, <laughs> he paid for our cable for, uh, for, for a year. Deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked out really good. Uh, but yeah, and it was kind of one of them things. I was going to uh, Votech SEC at the time. Uh, Jenna was working at Jake's Pizza. Um, part-time and then I was uh, working full-time also at Schwickert's doing oh, sure. heating and air conditioning um, so yeah it was a grind back then it was fun I wouldn't change anything obviously um, but yeah it, it taught you that you can go to school you can work full-time and you get the work ethic you know put in there and, yeah and I, I, I like I said with wrestling too it does help that you know you can have a mindset that I'm going to do this this is my goal and you yeah, know, you, you got something to grind for every day. Yep. I mean, and in a weird way, it probably makes getting up every morning pretty damn easy. Yes, you know what does. I mean. You're yep. like, well, I got to get up. I got to go pay some bills for these kids. You know, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go ahead to my next job, and I ain't gonna be late because I need that job. Yes, you know, it's yep. those kind of mentality <laughs> that really in those situations can really uh, uh, help you figure out who you are too. And all of a sudden, you're putting in. 16 18 hour days and you're like this is what i do now it's easy yeah exactly it, it does it comes beside comes second nature eventually yeah. um and uh so after i graduated i graduated uh with working at schwickert's it's pretty cool at south central they have a um, apprentice program so in the summer and stuff you can actually get like all your credits as long as you oh, do nice. like the paperwork so you can work and get paid and then you can basically cut your schooling out by a whole semester. So in a two-year program, you could, and I think they still do it because I've, uh, we've had some uh, apprentices that have worked for us now um, over the years, and they just get the credit so they can graduate yeah. early too. So it's nice to be able to give back in that well, way because did school. it for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I went to trade school down in uh, Albert Lee, and uh, I was working for Hunter Electric at the time. Worked at the Justice oh. Center here in Lewis County, and. And uh, I never had to go to my labs in the afternoon. They're like, you go on the job site, you're going to get a heck of a better lab bending pipe out there or pulling wire out there, doing whatever out yes. there than you ever would in a little yep. cubicle here, you know? 100%, yeah. And it is. On the job training is, I think, the best. I mean, yeah, you do get the fundamentals of, like, for you how, you know, electricity works and where it should be. But, yeah, once you're on the job is when you really start to 
soak everything in big time. At least that's how it was for me. And I was always afraid that the, the old guys weren't, weren't going to want to teach me anything, but it's actually the exact opposite. The faster I can get this kid up to speed, the less I got to do. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yep. The faster they know, the better they off yeah. they are. Yeah. Yep. The well, faster you know. Well, I think a lot of that's attitude coming in there, you know, too, as well on whether you're willing to learn or, you know, if your cup's already full, you know, a lot of them identify that pretty quickly and work ethic on that side. Yes, and, and they do. They, you know, if you're one of the lazier ones, they're obviously not going to take time to teach you as much because, you know, they, they're one. They don't. Real long. Exactly. I was going to say they kind of <laughs> see like, yeah, we're not going to put too much time into him because he's probably not going to be here in six months. But yeah, you got that you kid know, chomping at the bit, you know. Yeah, that wants to learn, is eager to learn you know, asking the questions. That's what I always say too, is there's really no such thing as a dumb question, just a dumb answer realistically. And I tell a lot of people that now, you know, in our field, even customers, you know, that they'll call and it's like, if you do have any questions about the system we put in, I mean, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Like you have a number and yeah, even if it's just Mm -hmm. done something with the thermostat, you know, it's, and you'd be happier knowing that they had it running right, too, at the end of it all. Oh, or, 100%. You know, there's things that you might overlook, and all of a sudden somebody's like, hey, is that supposed to, oh, you know, we should have, you know. Yep, because we'll, you we'll have, like, your up. thing at the end that you'll tell the customers just to tell them as much as you can. But, you know, at the end of the day, you don't remember absolutely everything in the moment. You know, right. you go, you can hit 90% of it every time, but, like, you know, one time you might leave this little thing out or the next time leave something else out and... And if, yeah. they, and if they're living that every single day in and out, you're not going to think about a lot of stuff to tell somebody that knows nothing about the system. Correct. Know? Yeah. And you do it. It's a kind of a gap there too, where it's like, you know, it'd be like me talking to, you know, a doctor or something and I wouldn't have a clue what they're talking about. And, <laughs> you know, you know man, just not everybody I've, does I've it. actually heard you talk to a doctor before and you hold the conversation. So don't tell yourself <laughs> yeah. too short. Uh, Megan's Normally actually not been, medical. Yeah, Megan's been on our show before and you've yep. had conversations with her before. <laughs> that so. is true. Uh, she doesn't stare at you with the blank stare. But yeah, I get right. sometimes. Especially for a brain surgeon. Yeah. So how did yeah. you end up getting into, I mean, you're working as an apprentice, I assume. Yep. You know, yep. working through all that stuff. Uh, you know, got the new kid. What's mm-hmm. what's what's next? I mean, after, you know, you're... you're... Yep. So then I started, uh, once I graduated, I started uh, full-time at Schwickert's then, and I worked there Wait. from... What year was that? God, I roughly. 2000... I would have started at Schwickert's in 2007. So this is a really bad time to be in the trades. So I was doing the same thing yep. at the same time, and this was about as slow yep. as it got. And then I think it was 2009 is when I was only getting, you know, 15 to 22 hours a week yeah. at Schwickert's. And then uh, Bethany Lutheran College actually had an opening, and uh, I started working there. Um, and I stayed there for three-ish years, I would say, Um, and learned a lot there on, like, uh, coolers and freezers and just a little different technique, Um, and that was fun. They were a really good place to work for. Um, It was cool. I mean, you would get paid to go to chapel, you know, at 10 o'clock every day, and then after that, you would uh, be able to go and have uh, coffee and donuts and food. (laughs) So, I mean, it was basically a paid, like, 45-minute break, and, yeah, yeah, some people would not go, and then they would only get, like, a 15-minute break, but it's like, if you go to chapel, no one's saying anything, so you can sit around and talk as long as you can, or as long as you wanted, I'm pretty good at that, right? (laughs) So there was no 15-minute breaks for me. It was all at least 45 minutes normally. Logan's like, I get quiet time, juice, and a donut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. I was, like, back in kindergarten. (laughs) So that was sweet, yeah. Yeah, that's all they had to do to get you in church. church. Exactly, Uh, exactly, Judy was there. Her name wasn't. She was uh, one of the cooks, and uh, 
Yeah, it's actually probably the heaviest I ever weighed um, was when I worked there, and she would make me uh, all them Jesus donuts. <laughs> it was it was the donuts, and then she would always make me cookies every day. Like oh, I would yeah. get like three or four cookies every day, and yeah, it was. They'll stack up on you. Oh yeah, it it was. It was definitely the heaviest I ever was. I look back at pictures. Like, oh man, I was chubby. Uh, you you were youthful too, so you still had some of that you know youthful pudge on the face. Yeah. So Jenna's still working on. Was she RN school at the time, or was she there? So? She was. She just when I was at Bethany is when I'm pretty sure she graduated as an LPN, and then she was working. Eastridge was really new. Um, at the time and she was an LPN there and she always knew she wanted to go for RN and I think she was out of college for less than six months and uh, she was already back enrolled to get her RN at Rasmussen yeah and I think that was a two-year program also I think to to go from an LPN to an RN Um, and then out of there yeah, you guys had your second kid while she was at the RN school, didn't you? Yes, yep. We had Mackenzie when we were 22, it would have been. Yep. Okay. And uh, she's 12 now. Um, so you were able to both go to school and pursue trades and careers while having kids young and more kids. And yep, not- yep. Once I graduated is basically right when she went into LPN school, which was pretty cool. So it was just basically... We kind of flip-flopped, you know. I went first, yeah. and then she went and was able to do her dream. And, uh, yeah, when she graduated RN school, I'm pretty sure she was either one or two in her class nice. when she graduated. So she was, yeah. Still she, being mom. Yep, yep, still, still being a mom. That. Yeah, man. And she, I mean, she sacrificed a lot. I mean, when she was in RN school, they do clinicals. Um and we were living in Mapleton at the time. So in that time frame, we were 19 also when, no. God, I wonder if we were 19 or 20, but it was, we were, I think it was, we were 20. And uh, we actually bought our first house in Mapleton um, at 20. And we were living in Mapleton, and she was driving for clinicals at night, working overnights, um, driving all the way to New Ulm in St. Peter. Uh, from there and I remember that struggle and honestly the straw I mean she was struggling way worse than me but it was like that's about an hour drive one way one way and uh, when you don't have much I I remember like just honestly putting gas in the in the vehicle for her to get to clinicals was like that was kind of one of the main main worries like you know you got to chase that and you have to do it you're one breakdown away from really being in trouble yeah from yeah yeah, legitly uh and i remember too because you guys got married in that time frame too like even something when you guys got married like child care assistance and stuff kind of fell off by the wayside even with that some of that little limited income too so i mean yep we child like that that whole cost yeah yeah it was it was it was fine like i said i wouldn't change it the struggles make you who you are and and overcoming that makes it worth it yeah yeah and it's kind of it's fun reminiscing on that on all the things like where you came from you know yeah get to where you are now um but yeah, it was, yeah, and she would drive at, I think she would leave our house at like nine o'clock at night and get home, you know, around eight o'clock in the morning, just in time to see the kids before we dropped them off at daycare. And, um, God, she worked overnights for a long time. Yeah. I mean, that's where you start as a nurse, you know, you're right, not, yeah. you're, you're yeah. not starting to head a nurse and, and getting yeah. the Monday you know, through Thursday, <laughs> like seven to three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, those, those shifts don't exist when you're new. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh-huh. so like you're pr- progressing on still too from Bethany, uh, 
where'd you roll out of there? Yep. So from there, um, Mike actually is the one, um, he was working at Uniman at the time and they're, uh, um, a mining company, Silica Sand, and, uh, that was in Kasota. And, uh, Mike was, uh, you were the manager or plant. Yeah, I was the, at the time I was the uh, day shift production and shipping manager. Manager. Uh, yep. And Mike told me about Uniman and, uh, it, uh, it does say something that he actually thought I could work 19 days on and two days off. Um, uh, and that was the shift. I mean, that was all year round. There was no yeah. layoffs. It was 19 on, two off. And uh, I did really like that job. You got to drive like uh, a shuttle wagon or the Titan, I mean, which is just hauling rail cars. And I mean, front end loaders, like it was a 988 cat. I mean, huge. Yeah. I mean, tires taller than me and I'm not very tall. So (laughs) I mean, I'm like five, seven, (laughs) but the the tires were taller than me. You know, it it was fun. Basically you got to play in a huge sandbox all day. Uh, Right. (laughs) Well, and that was one of the the cool things about it at the time. I mean, when it was all booming, you know, you, you could support a family, you know, very easily. You had to work a hell of a lot, but you could support a family and you could do, do well. I think you were, I think Jenna was just getting over the final hurdle of uh, the RN side of it, yep, too. At that point, yep. Um, and so, I mean, at that time, trades like you guys both alluded to in that mid-2000s, there was Brutal. It, it was a bad time because there was yes. a lot of, like, our parents' age people still hanging around in the trades, and, you know, there wasn't as much of a demand. Like, right now, you can't throw a handful of rocks and not hit somebody that's looking for somebody to come fill a spot in a trade business. Correct. The exact opposite. Everybody yeah. needs it. Because there's that turnover, but at the time it was it was pretty bleak for people in that yeah, that trade. People trades, weren't to get building in. houses, you know. It just wasn't. Companies you know, weren't building yep. buildings. Yeah, I mean it was slow. I mean it's it's not even that long ago. I mean, and you think from you know like when I graduated 2007 to now, like how much Mankato and hey, that's Mankato's almost 20 grown. years. What are you I, talking I about? Not that long ago. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't. I'm seem trying like not 20, to sound though, old. Trying not yeah. to sound old. Yeah, back when you graduated, Jake had ten fingers. <laughs> 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 uh, but so you don't yeah, need ten. Yeah, you nine and a half is yeah, close you enough. Don't need ten. Yeah, uh, but I mean, remember you you grinding that out for a while too, and then actually things kind of circled back around where that got oversaturated, and things you caught the the whole whirlwind on that where it went from boom, and then it actually busted while you yeah, were there. yeah, that was one of the things that yeah, lay, and then we did we got laid off, and uh, I got laid off the first time. I think I was there maybe two years, maybe a little under two years, and we got laid off the first time, and that one was short-lived. I think maybe a month or so. Yeah. And then probably uh, a nice break for after those two years of nineteen on two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. I I enjoyed it to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and then we went Pro- back for probably the first few. break you had in a long time. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, kids, got, kids got to remember what dad looked like probably yeah. too yeah yeah because even then it was uh when i was at uniman that's kind of a funny thing too is me and my wife once again kind of flip-flopped that she was working uh evenings and and days now as a nurse um and then when i went to uniman i was evenings and nights so we flip-flopped back yeah. and forth basically on who was working nights and who was doing evenings and that was nice too because we got to save money on uh, uh, daycare. Sure, some and around. at that time, my my mom did daycare and she definitely helped out. Yeah, that was right. nice. You, know, you can't beat free daycare, right. <laughs> and we had that for a few years. Sure helps. <laughs> that was the best part when I worked second shift and then the overnights at at Uniman is that my wife would go to she was going to school during the day and then I would wake up. We only had Carly at the time. Wake up in the morning with Carly and we get to do all our shopping. 
go to the park, do whatever we wanted because everyone else was at work. And then I would drop her off at 1.30 at daycare, so we only paid for four hours of daycare a day, and go into work to start the shift, you know, for the 2 o'clock shift there, and then work till come home at 1.30 at night. You're, uh, when you walk into the clinic for one of those baby checks and you got the baby and your dad and all the moms in the waiting room are looking at you like, who's that rock star? Man? Who's that rock star? <laughs> who's that rock star over there, man? I can remember taking two in at a time and everybody's like, look at that guy. Uh-huh. I'm the man figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, I'm smoking for him. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being the rock yeah, star. Hey, man. What the hell? Yeah. So what, was, it, was it uh, during that second layoff or when was it that you decided I'm going to just do my own thing? Uh, so actually a while after that, okay. so it, um, I ended up, uh, getting laid off and then the writing was kind of on the wall that we weren't going to get, uh, called back. Actually, no, I did get called back. And at that time I had an interview at mechanical resources in Mankato. Um, and I went in there and they offered me the job and then it was, that was a really hard decision because I liked Uniman a lot. Um, but it was just kind of weighing the pros and cons of, are they going to lay you off again? Are you just going back for, you know, a month again, or is it going to, or are they going to sustain? And I could make this a career and, you know, do that. And at the end of the day, I made the right decision, um, ended up taking the job at MRI. Um, and that's where I, I, uh, I'll have to bring up Tim Tester. Uh, he kind of mentored me at that time. That's the I would say the first guy that really took me under his wing and um, taught me a lot about HVAC, you know, the in-depth stuff. Um, so I owe a lot to him because uh, working with him for, I think I was there six years, I think it was, and learned a lot under him. And he's a great guy. He, he's, he, how patient he is, he has eight kids. Um, so he, yeah. <laughs> so but me being kind not, of. Not too patient eight. in some yeah. areas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't learn from mistakes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, you'll be doing that eight or nine more times trust me Uh, uh, yeah the way my house works my wife would have figured out what was causing it and just stopped stopped in the end of that deal (laughs) yeah so um yeah he yeah he really kind of took me under his wing and that's when i really started learning and i would say at that time the you know you you kind of change when you get to that 25 on you know, not that I didn't have a career and wasn't figuring it out, but that was kind of when I started being like, all right, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And I got to take it really serious and, and soak absolutely everything in and learn as much as I can. And, uh, so I'd say that was really the start, start. Cause when you're 18, 19, working with a bunch of older guys too, is you, you can yeah, say, that's why you know, I bailed out. Just, I had to go join the army. Yeah, for me it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And, and a lot of them, they don't know if you're going to make it or what. And then they'll tell you something one time and it's, you know, it doesn't stick, man. You're 19. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least it didn't for me. It's like, dude, you're oh, going to tell yeah. me one more or two more times. That's the great, <laughs> great side about the army though, is the old man is like 20. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let me tell you about that apartment yeah. I had for those six months before I joined the army. <laughs> oh my God. He lived on his own. Like, it's true. Oh, God. You could smoke in your apartment. You can't even do that in yeah. barracks. Like, just, I, I actually remember like that that time after the layoff because I'd left Uniman and I was doing the vets uh, stuff at that time. And you'd, I don't remember you kind of called me. You're like, ah, oh, you know, kind of waffling back and forth on on going for it. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the whole conversation, but like I remember that's kind of the conclusion after us talking is, and you know, you talked to other people too, but but it was you know I I can always go work 
for somebody else. But if I learn this trade, if I learn this skill set, that's something I can port and take with me that there's always going to be a need for. People are always going to need a house that's cooler than it is hot at times. They're going to need it hotter yep. than it is cold at times. Uh, and that's that's a skill set you had an opportunity to learn. learn. I, yep. I didn't know Tim, but you were kind of articulating, like, hey, I have, hey, there's a good guy there. He's going to teach me, and he's a master. You know, I can – I can apprentice under him, and I was like, "Man, you're selling it to yourself, bud." Like, yeah, kind of yep. lining it out. Short. I think every guy kind of goes through at some point in life. You're like, "Dang, this is it! Like, I'm going to chase this for a minute. Yeah. Like, this is I yeah. can see myself doing this." You know, well, on, yep. the, on the front end, your human career would have paid a hell of a lot more immediately. You know, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it was a pay cut, and go back yeah. to that wrestling man sacrifice the short term gratification for a long term gain. Gain. Like, yeah. Yep. That's a something that's inherent. You know, as you were working your way through all this stuff it's gotta be hard yes. too feeling like you're always behind at that point too like you're mm-hmm. just trying to catch a break you know most of the time probably yeah and, and it does help too and like anything you know and i try to support my wife as much as i can too and it's it's nice when you have you know the girl that you love the most or the love of your life you know like in your corner like that's one thing i will say that you know behind every good man is a great woman and in my life like that's a thousand percent true um, no matter what I really want to chase or do, I mean, she's my biggest cheerleader, you know, yeah, at the end sure. of the day. And, and that's really cool to have. And I, I don't think everybody has that. I wish they did because, I mean, pretty much everybody deserves that. But for me, it makes it a lot easier in life knowing that, you know, no matter what happens, she's going to be behind me, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, so, it's you know, and like that's one of the things, too. It gets scary when and i did buy the business or we bought the business i should say and but it's one of them things i mean that's scary i don't care who you are i mean that's, yeah. it's a big leap you know but it's it's nice knowing that like the one person that you love the most no matter what happens is still going to be there you know whether you you succeed or fail like yeah we still got us and the kids. Together, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, yeah and that's true. I mean, you might as well take the shot because what's worst case scenario? You go back to work for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And probably not working as much either. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> How bad right. is it really? <laughs> you know. So you so you got to apprentice under Tim for you know better part five six years. Yep. Five or six years, and um, and then how, how did how did the opportunity come up to like get into your own business? To so it was me and Jenna were talking, and uh, it was kind of like. Uh, she's actually the one that brought it up. I mean, I we both had good careers. She was an RN in the ER at the time, and I don't know if she was a charge nurse yet in the ER. I don't think she was, but she was just in the ER working. And, and some, pe- some people will know the name at the Mayo Clinic, not yeah. like Steve's Hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, yeah, she was at the so Mayo Clinic. Best and, prices in town. Yeah, yeah. Steve's. Well, I mean, if we have listeners in Alabama, there might actually be a Steve's, Steve's Clinic. Hell, we had a guy from Vietnam. You know, Steve's be, a great yeah. Yeah. No offense to Steve's yeah. clinic. Yeah, He's Steve, got, got, great. Yeah. I mean, great still time. go there. Still yes. go there. We'll yeah. invoice you for that plug, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Best fentanyl you'll ever get. Yeah. Uh, take home fentanyl. Yeah. Don't forget two for ones on Thursdays. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. It's brilliant. So, and and uh, yeah, so we're laying down, and uh, she's like, "Is this just?" what it is you know i mean we had a nice house at the time we were living in madison lake right across the street from the lake you know just uh a block and a half i would say from the point where um i grew up and the kids had the campground to run around at we had the lake shore down there that we were able to keep our boat at and uh it was like well yeah i guess i don't know and that's kind of when it was one of them times where it's like i was you know confident enough that i could go out on my own and and start a business and succeed or 
try to succeed, you know, work hard enough. So it was kind of one of them things I started saving up a little bit and buying the tools and everything. And were you scabbing a little bit at the yeah. time? Yeah. I mean, we were doing good, but it, it no, was still... No, I mean, still like, we were doing night work, moonlighting and side, stuff like that? Side, side jobs? Not... I did a little bit, but honestly, not that much. Sure. Um, you know, and, and MRI was really good in that way. I mean, if you told them that you were going to go and install a furnace for a friend or anything, I mean, they would let you do it. You know, sure. it's just nice, yeah. not do one of the things that uh, go behind their back, you know, and really start yeah, moonlighting, busy. you know, because yeah. that's just, you know, and, and that's the same with how we are now, too, is if the guys are honest and you need the truck for a weekend and you're going to go and put a furnace in, you know, for friends and family and stuff like that. I mean, I would never say no. It's right. Yeah. Just been there. take the truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take the truck. Well, go make some you know, yeah. money this weekend. And yeah. See you on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Better be truck better be back. Yeah. <laughs> and you. Yeah. I think it was uh, Bill Gates. I once heard in an interview yeah. who sa- talked about being somebody said, what's the key to being successful? And he said, uh, the biggest reason a lot of people aren't successful is the, is they hesitate. You know, when you see an opportunity, you, you can't hesitate. You have to jump. You know, you have to jump. And that's why, like, some of the most successful business people have a list of failures because he said you got you have to jump without hesitation and occasionally you got to get lucky. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just it's part of the deal. But uh, right. if you if you wait, you know, I mean, we've all... Ready, aim, uh, ready, aim. Forget, yeah. forget that last step. Yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. So... Uh, yep, then you're just stuck in the hamster wheel in a, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a way. And that sounds kind of like what you guys did. Is you, you saw the opportunity yep. and you jumped. Yep. And uh, so then I was actually talking to one of my best friend's dad's at the time, and um, he's like, hey, uh, Bob Kelly is actually wanting to sell. And I was like, yeah. No, I I think I just want to start on my own. Like, I just want to start a business from the ground up. It's, you know, I guess when I was little, too, with, with seeing the campground and working there and stuff, it was kind of always something I had as even a little kid that I wanted to own a business someday. You know, right. I at the time, I would be lying if I said I knew what I wanted to do, but it was just, you know, I just wanted to own something. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, no, you should really call him. And I didn't, and I didn't. And then finally, like, it got set up to where we, we actually met at the landing uh, on Madison Lake, and that was when I first met Bob. And it went really good, and then it was like, oh, wow, okay. So now instead of just being a one-man show, like, I might be actually buying a business. Some turnkey, yeah, yeah. Yep, turnkey. Like the shop was there, the truck was there, like all the stuff, you know, inside the shop. In hindsight, know. it's probably one of the better things that you did. Yeah, I w- yeah. <laughs> Besides having my uh, kids and marrying my wife, I would well, say that was probably one of the best decisions well, I, was I say, made. Did you have a third kid around this time? Is that when Sadie came, or was that after the business started? Yeah, actually, um, right before. So this would have been in 2019 now, and uh, Sadie was born. Uh, January 5th and uh, we bought the business February 11th. Oh wow. <laughs> so <laughs> third kid, you know, for sure, uh, you know, still in yep. diapers, still doing Oh yeah, the, yep. And just decided, you know what, I'll start a yeah, business well, and we'll yeah. make this yep. life move yeah. really difficult. We yeah. should we should have another kid. Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> and then right after that one have another one. <laughs> yeah. And and I I don't want to uh, I I think overplay it or downplay it however it looks, but uh, when you say you, you bought turnkey, you know, from you know, as we get into it, um, was it a truck and a building, or were you getting employees and were you getting multiple yep. trucks? Um, so it was one cube truck, the building, and then basically all the like the brakes and everything for you know, which is huge, yeah, which is big. You know, you don't have to go out and buy everything. Um, and then it did, it, it uh, the business came with Trent, um, who's still to this day is, is with us, and uh. 
yeah, it's been fun working with him too. He's a great guy, and uh, it's nice when you got that guy in the shop that kind of probably knows where everything is. And yes, yeah, and very good at what he does, and um, and it's cool that like we like I would say he's definitely an employee, obviously, but I mean I would say friend. You know, like yeah. if he called me at night and needed something, like I'm no gonna problem. be there for him. Yeah, no you know, problem, yeah. and he's done the same for me. You know, if I'm out somewhere and gone on a weekend and someone needs help and there's a service call or something you know he's a phone call away yep you know you know you you know he's he's, gonna head there yeah exactly and that's that's huge um so it came with trent and that i'm blessed with too um and and he was able to teach me things too you know kind of was that 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 navigate uh navigating from being like the the newer guy that's the business owner and then having one employee there trying to figure that relationship out to start was it yeah it's been there for a long time I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he was he was there uh 10 years actually before i ended up buying it um That's so, huge, yeah. yeah so he started um right out of high school actually he started working for bob at kelly heating and air conditioning and so he is a year younger than me actually only so so i mean if you um, think about like the way you're starting out and everything if you had to start from scratch you probably wouldn't be able to hire good help out of the gate because he couldn't afford him you know, yeah, it would just yeah, it would have been just me. Yeah, yeah, it would have sure. been brutal. Yeah, yeah one you know? guy in one van. You know, yeah. <laughs> starting, um, and so it was huge having you know having that that I would say um, helped, uh, and and just having him because like I said, it's not that I only taught him things. I mean, he taught me things too. You know, so it was a nice, and it was a little weird. I mean, I, I man, was I ner- like well the whole process. I mean, you're just so nervous. You know, yeah. you just don't know. But like you said, I mean, once you jump in. At that point, you know, you, now we got to make it work. Exactly. And, in, in, you know, wrestling and everything else is like failure is not really an option at the end of the day, you know. So it's like I can, I knew I could work. And as long as I work hard enough, and, you know, sometimes I think maybe if I was a little bit smarter, I wouldn't have to work quite as hard. But you know what? At least I know how to work and I can work hard and get myself out of things. <laughs> we, got, so. we got one plan at least to fall back on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is that I can work, <laughs> you know. So. What, was, uh, what was that pressure like? I mean, I, I'm assuming, you know, we don't need to get into the nuts and bolts, but. Did you uh, did you end up taking out a big business loan? Did you do it on like more on a contract type thing? But yeah, it was it was a contract for deed. Okay. Yep. Oh, there you so, go. So yep, that's um, Yep, a down payment and then contract for deed, and and that was nice too. And right. and Bob was uh, amazing to work with, you know, and and did a lot of things to help us succeed too. He stayed on for, I would say about six months because I mean, yeah. Uh, going back to my wife again i mean she she's a nurse you know and i am in the field but never once have i ran a business mm-hmm. nor has she you know so it's like you gotta get quickbooks it's like well what's quickbooks <laughs> you know yeah and then it's you start like slow running books that. but faster yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yep. and i forget the name of her now I w- if jenna was here she would remember and uh she was with the small business bureau of minnesota and it, it's the brick building right off uh, riverfront there yeah and uh, it's actually free help for the first umpteen hours. And man, did they help! Uh, so when you go and you, you do pitch, I mean, even though it's contract for deed, you know, like the down payment was more than what I had in my bank account, obviously. So you have to get a loan to make the down payment to then let the contract for deed go through. And uh, like they helped a lot. So if anybody is out there listening, I mean, I, out, yeah. I would say like definitely reach out to them. It was free and uh, they help you put your whole business plan together so everything can make sense and on how you're going to do things. And, and that was a huge help for us. And then even after we did buy it and we got started, um, they would even help you with navigating QuickBooks because if, you know, once you've done it long enough, it's easy. It all makes sense. But man, when you're looking at that screen and it's invoices overwhelming and money coming in and then you got the bank in there, it's like, holy cow, like this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
You're like, I'm just going to go, go put uh, some more tin up. Correct. Yes, 100%. I'll let you figure this out. And, and, and Jenna was really good at the, like, oh, I guess <laughs> I guess this is not my job, too, on top of being a full-time nurse. Is, uh, we're we're going to throw, you're running the back end of your business yeah. on here. Oh, yeah. And uh, she handled it very, very well. So That's cool. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I remember that time, too, just the her on top of coming home from work, doing all that side of it, and you guys talking about sitting, like, in your free time up, doing all the invoices, because you could obviously do the, the physical and, like, technical work side of it, too, uh, but yes. trying to figure out that side of a business. Mm-hmm. On top of having Sadie that I know had was a little bit more of a, a fussier, the baby of the three, yes, and she was, was more needy at the time, uh, too, and then you guys are all the way out, and it's not, you know, geographically far, but... Madison Lake and a lot of your stuff is out of that small town and a lot of your business that has you away from the house. Yep. Um, so that, that transition, that b- big leap, you know, of faith and then just figuring out, well, the hell that we're just going to have to figure it out. And, and, and you through. do, and you just sleep less. And, and at that right. time, too, I was actually still coaching uh, my son's lacrosse team and then uh, wrestling, too. I was an assistant coach for St. Clair youth program um, at that time. And then, uh, I remember too, like one of the hockey dads, so Mackenzie plays hockey and they're like, I would just go there and watch practice, you know, when I could or drop them off if Jenna wasn't doing it. And one of the dads came up to me and was like, you know how to skate? I was like, well, I, I can. Like, I was like, if you want me showing drills and stuff, I don't think I'm your guy. Right, but I won't. You know, but yeah, but I, I can skate. I can skate. skate. You know, I'm not going to go out there and crack my head open, yeah. but I, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like the next week, you know, I bought a pair of hockey skates and a stick and some gloves and there now I was uh, now I'm coaching you know and, and basically we, I had a guy that always uh knew how to do the drills and show them and I was just there herding the cats you know sure, yeah, just yeah, herding, yeah. Uh, herding the kids and making sure they're staying in the line and stuff and I enjoyed that that was fun to get out on the ice too and and do that I do I really like coaching and yeah I was gonna ask you that sounds yeah. like, you're like you enjoy doing that oh stuff yeah and I, teaching I them yeah and, yeah that yeah. is it, it's fun it, to me that is fun like it's not like oh i have to go and coach today it was like i get to go and coach these kids and mentor them a little bit and, and that's great for the kids too to have yes. that person that wants to do it i mm-hmm. mean it makes a huge difference for the whole experience for them and you know having someone that wants yep. to help them see be successful that doesn't feel like they have to be there that's huge to have that for those kids yeah and it was really cool so hockey it was kind of short-lived then they got way better than you know what i could do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very <right>. quickly <laughs> yeah. you're gonna need uh, more help so yeah that one yeah so i i only did that for about a year or two uh actually getting on the ice and then uh it was really cool with my uh son's lacrosse team is is where you can we started God, he would have been in second or third grade is when uh it really started like you're playing games and you're traveling and it was new preg all the time as we played. And I remember the first year I was coaching, it was all new kids. It was the first time like they were actually playing games. And if we had one shot on the net in a game, like not a goal. I mean, if, if that ball like touched the goalie, I mean, we were winning. Like that was like, <laughs> whew, we, yeah, we were did killing it. Today. Like, right. Yeah. Like that was big for us. And uh, within the next three years, um, and it was the same group of kids. You got to know every one of them kids so good. It was it yeah. was so fun. And then we ended up taking second in state, actually in the gold bracket, uh, three years later, and that was pretty cool. And then and then that's kind of when the business really started <laughs> going. Off, and then yeah. it was just I I I did I had to step down. Yeah. And that was hard, but it was it was a choice that and you can always uh, go you know, back. Exactly, and I can, yeah. And, and you know, now we have uh, Bo, who we, we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, so he, fourth he's, kid, yeah, the fourth too. kid oh, in there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so it'll be fun. We're gonna get him. Uh, I'm gonna start coaching uh, youth wrestling again uh, next year. 
um, not the head coach or anything, but I'll just be just in the room. Out again, yep, yeah. Just helping out, getting in the room again and, and having him in there and stuff. And yeah. so it's a little harder getting off the mat than it was 20 years ago now and getting up. Off oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Even, even we have a little wrestling mat in our garage and, uh, I came home last night and, uh, Blake was uh, babysitting the 15-year-old, and the wrestling mats rolled out in the garage, and and they're wrestling. He's wrestling with Bo and Sadie in there, and I come in, and and so of course I took the shoes off and got got in yeah. the mat, and, and it was like yeah, it was like one of them yeah, it was like one of them things where it's like oh man, this is like I I remember doing this with Blake, you know, when I was 20, right, 21, a little yeah. different than my age now. <laughs> Did you ever ever get a chance to do any of the what was the, the Walter Matthau's character the uh, buttermaker from uh, uh, Bad News Bears? Oh yeah. Did you ever get to do any of that with any of the kids? Just bring him to your job, like you know, Bad News Bears. You had him help doing the the pool cleaning. Or the pastor, <laughs> yeah. all across yeah. kids. All right, we're gonna learn how to start a furnace today, kids. Yep, yep. Yeah, Dave definitely came to jobs with yeah. me. Before. Is your fifteen year old sure. showing any interest in and in starting to? Getting the trades a little bit, or yeah, he's definitely gonna work uh, for us next year, next summer. Cool. you know, in in, yeah. in the off season, he's been doing some like scrapping and stuff. Sure. you know, cutting up coils and things That's good. like that. Yeah, gotta get shop, started. You know, um, and he does. He he does show interest, and in, uh, it was actually uh, Jason McNamara um, that uh, he came back, and it was the year I can't tell you the year I don't remember, but the Blue Angels came that year, and. Uh, Jason, I think he just called me because uh, I had Blake, and he's like, I, I get, like, a free access to go meet all the pilots and stuff, and it was, like, the coolest thing at the Mankato Airport, and uh, Blake would have been three or four at the time, and uh, basically he got to meet all the Blue Angel pilots, you know, it was so cool, and, like, you were able to go up on the ladder, and he was able to look in the cockpit and stuff, and Ever since that day, and we got to ride in his blue GTO, Blake still talks about that, right? Yeah, it's a pretty cool car. <laughs> that yeah. was a cool car. That was a fast <laughs> car. And uh, so Blake still talks about that. And ever since then, he always wanted to be a pilot. Sure. And uh, so. Oh, well, he's I, short I, enough. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he, does, he definitely doesn't have to worry about being uh, too tall to fit in that cockpit. That's uh, for sure. That's cool, though. I mean, to watch yeah. your kids have their own mm-hmm. dreams and And, and, and now like it that. is kind of changing. Like, Dad, maybe I do want to take over the business and stuff. But. As much as you want him to and stuff, but it's like, man, if that was your dream, like I, you know, yeah. as a dad, you want him to right. be happy. So whatever makes him happy, I want him to do. But it's like, yeah, maybe you should chase being a pilot, man, because that's a good career. And you know, a lot he, of them are retiring right now. If and, he wants to be in the trades, you know, tell him infantry is like the, the military version <laughs> of the trades. And, you know, pilots are more like lawyers and bankers. And <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hang out with those guys. That stuff, yeah. Uh, go to bed early and whatnot. Uh, you know, have eight-hour work days and see your family. <laughs> Sleep in a bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eat hot food. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Come on. Taking the easy way out. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, like, you, I mean, r- really, like, in your business, though, circling back around to that, like, you started off as essentially a, a two-man shop with the one one truck and the one, one shop, um, and kind of figuring out those ins and outs of how to do your books, how to, you know, bid jobs, how to... How to pay? Yeah, pay that for was nerve wracking too. Yeah. It was like the first time you, you know, because like I said, I was a service tech, you know, so I never once bid a job, mm-hmm. you know, from when I until I owned the company. Yeah, you know, like so how's it, uh, five grand sound? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah a little steep, that, Logan, yeah, a little yeah. steep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I meant four. Yeah. How about three and a half? <laughs> yeah, like, where, 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 where should yeah, I be? Where, at? Yeah, where are we at? What do you think? <laughs> and uh and that was that was really nerve-wracking and and it is and then once you do it enough you know it, it all comes but yeah there was a lot of times where you know it is it's just you know i'm this is what i think and 
it's and that's one thing I've always done in business, which I think does help, you know, grow the business and stuff is when I, you know, give a number to a customer, that number doesn't change no matter how the job goes, even if there is something that I didn't catch. And my whole thing on that is saying that it's not the customer's fault that I was there and didn't catch, you know, that this ductwork was going to do that or, you know, whatever. It's like if you're, you know, the guy out there doing it, you should be able to see everything in the job and and stuff. So it's like no matter how good or bad it goes, like that's that is the price. Yeah. You know, I'm not adding, you know, we're not going to do a bunch of change orders or anything like that, you know. Well, and I, I um, think I think part of that, too, I mean, just the the trait of integrity that comes through. I mean, look at a lot of your life experiences we, we talked about so far and a lot of like the things that are your foundation. Uh, embracing uh, failure and o- owning mistakes has been kind of a, a apparent theme along the ways. In the same way, I'd imagine as a business owner, if you keep dicking up the the estimates for, for people and, and what you're giving them, that doesn't, and you don't own it, that doesn't give you any desire to change and actually start identifying and hone your own craft and get better. Right? You Correct. probably yeah, don't even get I'm, into your position if you're not trying to be laser focused on what you're doing all the time or wanting to be successful mm-hmm. being willing to put that work in you know yeah and, and that that is a lot of it too is putting out a very good product and stuff and like that's where i can't you know the, the team we have of guys at at kelly is 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 awesome you know like every one of them i would say you know like i said any one of them not just trend it's like any one of them would call me at midnight two in the morning and you know they have a flat tire or something like right. I will be there for him, you know, because at the mean, end of the day, they, they're showing up for me every day, too, you know. It has to mean something to you, too, for him being willing to sell you his company with his name on it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you yep. know and still talk to him forever, a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, something he yep. built forever. For, I mean, that's got to feel good for you, too, that the guy's like, I trust you to do this. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is cool talking with him, too, now, you know, five years after the fact that, you know, he tells me he's proud of me and stuff. Right, and, well, things are going well. Growing, and, yeah, yeah, yep, because in... Well, so it's just me and Trent in 2019, and now it's we have eight full-time employees. Oh, if, you wow. don't, if you don't include me and Jenna, wow, and that's then, impressive. Uh, yeah, so ten if you do, and because right, Jenna and, left Mayo, and now she works full-time. Yep, with the business, yeah. So. So, so you have eight that, people that are getting paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. Okay. Jenna doesn't get paid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, She's really good at donating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if anybody from the IRS is listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing better than uh, free daycare is a uh, free office help. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Always, yeah. A, always a bonus for sure. But yeah, now you got eight, eight employees on a, a few more trucks than one. Or are you guys all driving around the same? E- yep. Car? Nope. Yeah. So now we have uh, two cube trucks. We actually just uh, retired. We still have it as a backup, but we just retired the uh, the cube truck that came with the, the OG the business. cube truck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's a backup. I, we can't, we can't sell it yet. That's, that's kind of a namesake <laughs> thing there, you know, yep. so you got to keep that one around. Um, and then, uh, we have two service vans and then, well, technically three, sir, two service vans and a truck. So yeah. service truck. Um, so, and, and I mean, not to get, not to get in, uh, to the numbers, uh, you know, per se, like, you know, specifics, but I remember just Briefly, when you bought bought the place, what you guys were doing for business, and kind of what you said that first year, and then kind of what you guys just came off of from this last year. Yeah, it was it was a definitely a really big growth. Um, the first year we had it to the second year, um, we almost doubled the wow. you know the sales. That's um, impressive. And then the next year, um, we didn't quite double; a little bit under 
What's well, hard to keep doubling all the time. It is. It is. Yeah. Yep. And and now and and now we're it's we do, I would say year after year now we're going up about two hundred and fifty thousand. You know, sure. A year is what we've been. Yeah. Averaging. Um, well, that's. I mean, just as a a friend and I'd say you know a family member watching that that grow from. <laughs> Where you guys started in essentially income-based housing, sharing an apartment up on Hilltop area to now, you know, employing eight people, you know, helping other people support their families and their kids and pursue their dreams to now, you know, having a, you guys, maybe I'm off, but, you know, multi-million dollars worth of business, you yeah. know, over the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, and it is. And, and it's, and, and like you said with Bill Gates, too, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have a little bit of luck and, and hard work and just being a a good honest guy you know you have to look at yourself in the mirror every day you know and and like for me it wouldn't be going out there and charging someone you know more than it should be you know it's being honest and having the morals of like it you need obviously in business it's you you can't do it for free obviously and you can't do it to break even because otherwise you don't have a business but but there is but there is such a thing as you know fair pricing yeah and that's definitely where i want to be you know fair priced and treat everybody the way they would want to be treated and you know what you're going to get yes exactly you know what you're going to get and yeah there's times that you make mistakes but it's how you uh fix them mistakes you know and, and the best way to do it is i mean it's the easiest way in my eyes too is how would you know i'm the business owner but if they came to my house how would i want to be treated mm-hmm. you know so like if yeah. there was something wrong it's you go there and fix it because right. no one really gets mad at you as long as you go and problem fix solve. it. Exactly. Go and problem solve, you know, yeah, I think and, most... and just make it right, you know, and don't charge them for it. It's like, yeah, we made a mistake. Sorry. Well, everybody does, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could fix it for you. Exactly. Most yep. people don't expect perfection. I mean, yeah. they, they understand that's kind of a, an unattainable goal, goal a lot of times, but they definitely judge you on how you handle misperfection. I mean, yes. I think that's the biggest part yep. of it is. You know, to say, and I had a similar, not really as close, but being a wedding guy for so long, oh, yeah. I mean, that's like an important day. You do want to make sure. And I always tell them, listen, we're not worried about, we're not going to try to make sure nothing goes wrong. We're going to try to make sure that what does go wrong, we can handle and fix without anybody noticing, noticing. and just keep the day smooth. And that's, I think, the, the biggest peace of mind at all. Because the guy who comes in and promises you, well, we're going to do it perfect right away out of the gate. It's going to be great. They, that should be a red flag for anybody. You right. know? Like, yeah. Wait, hold yeah. Up. Really? <laughs> well, Are you going to do that? Well, and I think you had a good motto. You know, uh, Jake Palmer will not sleep with brides. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are probably the first one with that opening line. That, that's what got you. 100% guarantee. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you, bridal shows are a tough place to pick up chicks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It only worked once, right? Yeah, just that one time, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, I, um, I really do mean a man like I'm, uh, I'm proud of, of what, what you've built, you know, the man I've watched you grow from, you know, being almost like, you know, like a little brother to the man and the father that you are and, and what you are doing for this community. And again, what, you know, people don't always see is what you're doing for this country. And I, um, you know, kind of wrapping things up. I had stole a quote from uh, Rose, Teddy Roosevelt because that's what you do. You, you steal quotes from people yeah. that are mm-hmm. smarter than you, which is the majority <laughs> of people. I'm going to have a quote from Jack pretty soon, too. Oh, boy. Uh, that's yeah. the best compliment you ever said to me, Mike. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, so, but, but that was that, that quote that made me think of uh, you, Logan, and a lot of my other buddies uh, that have started their own businesses and have given back and helped support other people, too, is uh, the average citizen must be a good citizen if our republics are to succeed. The stream will not permanently rise higher than the main source, and the main source of our national power and national greatness is found in the average citizenship of this nation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and that is, I mean, 
you're one of the most patriotic dudes. I know you're one of the most uh, appreciative of people that serve in uniform, and you've always you've always portrayed that when we came home or with other law enforcement or your old neighbor, the town cop in Mapleton, and everything too. Yep. But I I really think that's that's something that you should look at yourself well, with pride in the mirror and other people in your situation is that you're the fabric that's weaved this country together for you know the last 200 well, going on 300 uh, years here. Uh, going back to our founding is after the wars are over, there has to be a community or, or a country worth coming back to. And there has to yep. be, when a war starts, a community that built that. And so right now, whether you don't think of it or, or not, the people that work for you, that they have kids, you're providing them the opportunity. So who knows, they might be our next doctors, our next firefighters, our, yep. our next soldiers, uh, sailors and Marines and uh, airmen in there too, man. So really, um, you whether you think of it or not, you serve on a daily basis uh, in our fabric and it is, of this country. And one of the things, too, is, like, one of the best parts of it, too, is the fact of giving back is fun. You know, like, there's a cool Young Life uh, thing going on in Mankato just for kids. It's a Christian-based uh, thing. Yeah, and it, it's fun it. being yeah. able to, like, donate to that, you know, and, and, and put, like, some of the, you know, you don't just keep all the money for yourself and, it, every little bit you can donate, no matter who you are, is cool. And, and I think that's one of the, the coolest things, too, is uh, like one of the best things that, that uh, it makes me feel the best is when you go into a house and, you know, you just kind of see that they, they might be struggling a little bit financially, you know, like a single mom with a couple kids or something like that. And it, it's fun when you go in there and in my head, I'll just say, you know, like, no matter what the problem is here, I'm fixing it and I'm not charging them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, your furnace is shot. And it's like, well. All right, this this will be fun. And then you go up there and you're able to tell that person, like, okay. no, we're gonna we're gonna put a furnace in you're gonna have heat for tonight. free, yeah. yeah, and we're gonna put we'll it in, sure and there's no charge, mm-hmm. you know. And like that's that's better than getting a check, you know. And like I said before, you, you can't have it, you can't do it to everybody, even though you want to, because otherwise right. you wouldn't have a business. But it is one of them really fun things to to do, and and it's better than any amount of money. Yeah, and it's just remember, giving back that way. And you remember back when somebody give you cut you a little break? Oh, like, you know, even the simplest things yes. helping out. Your dad slipping an extra 20 here or this yep. or that, and you're like, oh, man, that just made my day. I needed that so bad, you know? <laughs> yep. Well. Yep, that is so true. I, I'll never forget the time that uh, it was, well, he didn't even call my wife the right name for, like, the first. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you mean Jen, Jenny? <laughs> Jenny, yeah. 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 That's where I came he from. You called her wrong, or the wrong name for like a year and a half. Um, every I time still we call her, and, and, yeah. and, and you know what? That's in memory of Danny. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yep. And uh, and uh, he would like win and pull tabs or something somewhere, you know, or win on a scratch off. My dad, he liked to gamble. And uh, it was the time that we came home, and I would normally always get the $100 bill if he won, and he gave it to Jenna. And, uh. and call her Jenny. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going to correct like, somebody? Yeah. Give you hundred dollars. Yeah. No, no. And uh, it was like one of the things. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, uh. oh, why'd you give that to her? You know? uh. He's like, well, she deserved it more. <laughs> I was like, all right, touche. <laughs> she fight. She did. Uh, truth, <laughs> yeah. truth for sure. <laughs> truth. I can't argue that. Uh, well, as we uh, as we get close to wrapping up here, there's always a couple questions I like to ask at the end of uh, each one of these uh, sessions. Uh, number one, if you could go back in time. And you could tell young Logan anything, give him one piece of advice, what would that be? Just no matter what's in front of you, just don't stop. You know, chase that goal, chase that dream, you know, every day and, and work towards it. Just don't ever get uh, discouraged or anything or you get down on yourself. There's just, there's, you know, like Jack knows, there's always tomorrow and, and, keep just, keep, and just keep going. You know, it's no matter your age, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, and just keep going. So I'd just say that, and I'm happy I did that for the most part, but I mean, that would be one thing I would just tell myself is just don't stop grinding, just keep going and 
chase them dreams as much as you can. Do you think it's a little easier to keep grinding as you get older because you know it's going to pay off sooner or later? Yeah, you know, we've done it yes. so many times now, and you just kind of grind. Just, you just got to grind through this yep, one thing. Just, and yep, just yeah, just one more thing. Problem. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. All right, we're over that one, and twenty more feet. There's another hurdle, but yeah. we'll get through that one too. When, when you're nineteen, and do take it one step. I guess I'd tell myself too, take it one step of a time, one step at a time, and and. I guess maybe one thing I would say too is enjoy it a little bit more. Embrace this. Embrace you know, the, the I, I would, yeah. I would definitely. That would probably be the answer I should have said is just embrace, embrace the journey a little bit more and enjoy it a little bit more instead of always being so mm-hmm. focused on that next step. Even if you think it sucks right now, I remember laying in a hospital bed thinking, "Man, this sucks right now." But you know, things would happen, and I'm like, "Hey, you know what? This is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate this moment, even though, even though I'm laying in a hospital right. bed with all four limbs blowing off right now, yep. you know, and it's kind of the same thing. No matter where you're at in life, try to find something to enjoy. Part exactly, yeah. yeah. Just don't be too focused that you do miss out on a lot of other good things that are happening. You know, kids growing up and stuff. Because that's one thing is, man, years. One thing that people tell you when you're young and that you don't understand is the older you get, the faster the years are going. Man, is that a hundred percent true? Yeah, Just man. keep getting busier. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It goes really fast. It's crazy. Um, all right, final question on a completely different note. Favorite barbecued food? Ooh, I would have to go with probably pulled pork on that oh, one. Yeah. We haven't solid. had pulled pork in a while. That's a solid mm. choice. We get a lot of ribs. A lot of ribs. A lot of ribs, <laughs> but, uh, which is good. Pulled pork is, is, uh, is excellent. That's because so. I think a decent amount of our guys have you know, actually ran a smoker before. and I do appreciate brisket, but, man, I, it's a pain in the ass to, to yeah. do it. So. It's, uh, it's a challenge for yeah. sure. It's definitely yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Well, I'm probably definitely the worst cook in the room. <laughs> I, I would say having your steak before, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's not good. No, if someone comes over to grill at my house, I just uh, get the, away. the grill's there. Yeah, someone else can cook point, it. Point it out. Yeah. Dude, dude, but I'm not going to complain. You give me steak when I come over to your house. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, though, uh, I just want to say yeah. thank you for everything you do. You know, for this community and and uh, you know, uh, as a friend, I'm proud of you. And yeah, thank uh, you. thanks for coming on the show. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be around other people. I just want to stay after it and, and uh, try to be the best version of themselves every day. And, and uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks, thanks a lot. It. We appreciate yeah, it. For thank sure. you guys for having me. You bet. Don't forget you can hear uh, all these podcasts wherever you find your podcasts or at ktoe.com. This is the Strength From Service Podcast. 